And welcome to this week's edition of The Mountain Gardener. Your host, Ken Lane, here every week talking about the landscapes of northern Arizona. And, oh, well, fall is done, okay, in, the, in Arizona at least. Autumn's kind of the last of the leaves, so I've got a couple leaves left on my maples, but it's not many. The Bradford pears, they look the ornamental pears, actually the fruiting pears. They look pretty good for another <laughs> next windstorm. And then it's going to be officially uh, winter. So this is when your evergreens really take front stage. And so you're really, uh, this is when you have 20%, 20%. That's what designers plan when doing a design in your yard. 20% of your landscape should be dedicated to evergreens. So that when everything else is deciduous, that is they lose their leaves, you don't look naked. You don't look bare. You don't look like a lunar landscape. Like there's nothing. What happened? Did they forget to plant out there all winter long? Your evergreen, your spruce, your pine, your your red tip botanias, your native uh, mahonias and and uh, silverberries, uh, manzanitas, your hollies on the north side. Use these are all the evergreen plants. There's lots of them. In fact, the garden center is filled with them because. They look good this time of year. And folks are coming in. They want to have something. I mean, hollies by the front door. That, that screams holidays. It's, it's perfect. And so we have a bunch of hollies. So lots of evergreens are in now. But if you get that wrong, you'd be going, oh, what happened? There's not that. This just feels like there's not enough here. And so you come home and it's like, oh, you got nothing to hang your lights on. So we, the Lane Casa has got uh, their lights are up and they're on. So kind of excited for Christmas this year. I got Lisa the greatest gift. I can't wait to share it with you all. She's going to be so stunned. It's going to be exciting. So the trees are up. Uh, the, the outside's decorated. We've had our what, three Christmas parties already. Oh my gosh. It's a busy year. Post-COVID. Uh, note to self, everyone's trying to catch up on all the parties. Uh, so they're trying to get three years worth crammed into one, one season. And it's exciting. So one thing you should watch right now. So if you've got a pond, if you've got fountains, if you've got water running out in the yard as a decor piece, you, you really don't want those to freeze. And so it hasn't really, I haven't seen ice forming on top of the pond. We've got an active pond. It's pretty sizable. It's a waterfall, kind of comes up, goes to the garden. You can hear it throughout the backyard. The birds love it. And so, but, but one thing I do is keep the leaves out of the skimmer. That's a, that's a number one thing. So I did put a skimmer into my pod just because the debris gets so thick and I really don't want to muck the thing out every other year. So the skimmer just takes all that debris, sucks it up and I just have to dump it out. It's pretty full this time of year. The other one that you really have to watch, you do not want your pond to freeze solid across the top of that water feature. It's detrimental to fish because what happens is any debris that gets down in there uh, underneath that ice, let's say leaves, uh, just all the muck, all the dust that's happened over the season, as that gets trapped underneath that ice layer, it can kill your fish. There's some toxic things that happen and they, they kind of, you'll see them get, they, they just will disappear. They died over the winter because they were, they were underneath that that ice layer being po slowly poisoned as things composted at the bottom of the pond. And so what I do is I throw a pond heater 
It's an easy thing. I've got mine. It looks like a floating rock of all things. There's different types. There's there's cattle types. There's some that are very industrial. Throw it in there in the stock tank, and it'll keep things from, from freezing. What it does is at about 35, 36 degrees, it activates and turns on. So there's a thermostat inside this floating pond heater. And so it just keeps a hole open. It doesn't keep the water. So you're not going to take a hot tub. It's not like 103 degrees in your spa. This is just barely enough to keep that section of the pond from freezing. So for me, what I've learned, because I've gone through a couple sub-zero winters in my in my gardens. This is in Prescott, Arizona. About every 10 years, we get this crazy cold event that we're not used to. We're used to, to, to teens. That's normal. Single digits, we'll dip there for a day and maybe pop back up. But to go sub-zero, that's really cold. Now, you folks in the White Mountains, Flagstaff, you Williams, you're used to, ah, oh, you weaklings, you don't know, know what cold is. You should be out there in your ski gear and go down the hills. And well, no, there's a reason I don't live in Flagstaff. I go up there to ski, but I don't want to live there in that cold. It gets too cold. I like it here where it's, you know, I, we get cold. 20s. I've seen 22 already in the in the in the backyard, and that's pretty comfortable. I enjoy that. Once you go down another 20 degrees, you're getting into low single digits. It's just, it's not fun. So the I live here in Prescott, Arizona. Yeah, when it gets really cold like that, that ice will just solid right over there. It can actually form where where the grandkids can walk across it. Uh, they gets that thick, but if that ice gets too thick it can actually start to freeze your the pump motor. So if I've got a waterfall, so I've got a one horse waterfall pump. And one year, it's happened once, I learned, I'm a slow learner. I figured it out though. Uh, the pond froze. I didn't have my pond heater and that ice affected my 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 uh, waterfall pump and it cost me a thousand dollar pump. That is not fun. So I put the pond heater out there. They're very inexpensive. You can get it from Amazon, any eBay, any place will have those. Any, any uh, uh, Cal Ranch, Olson's Grain, all your feed stores, they'll have those because there's a traditional stock tank. They can't, you can't have the ice. The cattle don't want their ice. Horses don't want their ice, their water iced over. You keep it open, just a hole. And it, it allows all the toxic gases that build up underneath that ice for the fish, keeps them from being poisoned. It keeps your motors, the, the pond pump, from being frozen. And it just good health it helps lots of birds into the water. So there's a lot of kind of watch that one. Make sure you you same thing, winterize everything. And so I've taken home some bags of mulch and I've thrown them on top of my irrigation valve. So in the ground, you've got a box. I just take home a bag. There's the best insulator ever is dirt. And I'm going to use some next year anyway. So it's either manure, potting soil, mulch. Taking one of my bags, I'm going to use next spring. And I take those home and I put them now on top of my irrigation box. So it keeps those valves in the ground from freezing. If we get a harsh winter, that can happen. And that's a very, very expensive part. So, cause you're not just replacing one valve. You have to rebuild the entire manifold. It's going to cost you, it's going to be a $500 bill to get that done. One bag, one $10 bag of exotic potting soil. You're going to need to grow tomatoes and geraniums next year. Could, could prevent that from happening. So it's just easy insurance that just kind of guarantees you're not going to have problems over the winter. So already I'm seeing, I had a 
a backflow preventer go out. So your irrigation, so it was protected, but it was old, it's 20 years old. It finally gave way, started to spring a leak. So I'm gonna have to replace a backflow preventer. That's a, many times you'll see a green bag in the yard. It's sitting there over top of uh, a, a plumbing piece, comes out of the ground, comes from your irrigation box, comes up about, oh, about a foot. It's a big old brass piece. And then it goes right back in the ground. And what that does, a backflow preventer, if there's a reduction of pressure from the city, from your city or whoever your provider is, it'll prevent your water from your irrigation getting sucked back into the city drinking water. That's a great device. It, it does keep us all healthier. Uh, but they're also prone to freezing and breaking or getting old and just giving out in this case. So kind of watch, keep that thing from freezing because the part itself, that that back, that big brass piece, it's like a $200 bill. Then you need to hire a plumber to go put it in for you. So you just don't want those things freeze. That's where your heat tape, the big green insulated bags will take the pressure off. Um, anyway, that's some things you should watch. Watch your pond. That's one that's easy to forget because you're inside now and you go, oh, it's been running. You're enjoying sunsets through the autumn. Go, no, I love the pond out here. And now it's gotten cold. You're inside sipping a few more cups of tea, baking cookies already. And, and uh, you've just forgot that it was out there. Don't do that. It's bad for your wallet, bad for your fish and bad for your motor pump motor. So lots in store for you. I've got Lisa Watersline coming in with your garden questions right after this. Be right back. <laughs> 